0: I want to talk to you today about the power of giving thanks. The power of giving thanks. You know, Thanksgiving right around the corner. It's a good time to talk about the power of giving thanks. You know, giving thanks to God can make the difference between succeeding and failing in life. You realize that? And giving thanks can be the difference between being in God's will... ...and not being in His will. you realize that? How many of you want to be in the will of God? Well, giving thanks... ...can be the difference between being in God's will... ...and not being in His will. If you look at 1 Thessalonians 5.18... ...1 Thessalonians 5.18 says... ...in everything give thanks. Now notice the Bible didn't say for everything... Give thanks because, you know, there's a whole lot of things that I've endured in my life that I'm not thankful for. But one thing I've learned over the years is that even though I'm not thankful for all of the negative things that may have happened to me over the years, I've learned this, that in the middle of those things, I can still give thanks. And then the Bible says, for this is the will of God In Christ Jesus for you. So just think about that. To be in the will of God, one of the necessary ingredients is to be giving thanks and to be a thankful person. This scripture in the Amplified Bible, and they'll put that on the screen for you up there. Let's read it in the Amplified. It says, thank God in everything. It didn't say for everything, but in everything. Now we can all be thankful in everything, can't we? Again, there's a lot of things that have happened over the years that I'm not thankful for them. Trials and problems and things, we all have those. Not thankful for them, but we can be thankful in the midst of them. Thank God in everything, look at this now, no matter what the circumstances may be. Have any of you ever been in some bleak circumstances where things just look bad? Well, in the middle of that, the Bible says to be in the will of God, we, not, we must be thankful and give thanks. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus. So you see, just being a thankful person and giving thanks can make the difference between being in God's will or not being in his will. Now notice... In Philippians, the fourth chapter, let's turn there. Philippians 4. Giving thanks is a necessary ingredient for getting your prayers answered and for obtaining peace. How many of you want to get your prayers answered? I, I, I want to get mine answered. How many of you want to have the peace of God? I know I do. Well, notice here, uh, the thanksgiving, giving thanks is a, is a necessary ingredient for these things. Look at Philippians 4.6. It says, be anxious for nothing but in everything notice it didn't say for everything it said in everything by prayer and supplication with what with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god so you see for in order for you to let your request be made no be made known to god and for your request to be answered by God, there's an ingredient. What is it? You have to be a person of thanksgiving. Person of thanksgiving. So when you pray, you need to do it with thanksgiving. And then verse 7 says, The peace of God, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, a necessary ingredient for getting your prayers answered is being thankful in the midst of whatever circumstance you're going through, continue to be thankful, then let your requests be made, made known to God, and then the peace of God will come unto you. The peace of God will come unto you. You know, uh, you know we talk about going before God and, and praying. You know, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, let us come before his presence with, with what? with thanksgiving. So when we come before the presence of God, the Bible says we're supposed to do that with a heart of thanksgiving. The Bible also says in the book of Psalms to enter His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. Okay? Now, how many of you... Has have, ever needed a miracle? Have you ever needed a miracle? ever needed a miracle? Well, you know, one of the key ingredients for the miraculous to take place is thanksgiving. Uh, has anybody in here, have you ever needed a, a miracle in the area of finances? Has anybody ever needed a miracle in the area of finances? H- has anybody in here ever needed God to move in, in, in a way of provision? How many of you have ever needed God? I know I, I've needed him. To provide for me, I've been in situations over the years where I needed him to provide for me. And uh, I remember when we went to, to Bible school, when we were in Oklahoma, uh, we needed God to provide for us. We didn't have very much money, and there was nobody going to help us. Do you understand that? And we needed God to show up, and the only thing I knew to do is pray and be thankful. And we prayed and we were thankful. And God got me a good job at Tulsa Junior College teaching math. Amen. And got my wife a good job as a nurse. You understand that? And he provided for us. But you know, one thing as I look back on that, you know, at the time it, we were like between a rock and a hard place. But we were thankful. Amen. And we believed God and trusted God, and He came through. It was miraculous. The job I got at Tulsa Junior College was miraculous. It was a uh, when we were attending Bible school back in in the late '80s. There, you know, I, I needed I needed a job. I needed to be able to work, and and I couldn't. You know, I could not work during regular hours because we were going to Bible school from eight to twelve. I needed a job, you know, like in the afternoons or evenings, and and uh, sometimes it's hard enough to get a job in the first place, but then when you can only work and be available certain hours, that makes it more challenging. And so as I think back on it, you know, all my wife did, we prayed and we were thankful. And I uh, watched God come through for us and provide. And notice here in John six 11, let's look at John chapter 6, verse 11. Look at this. Giving thanks before the miraculous takes place. If you're here today and you need a miracle in the area of provision... I would just suggest to you that you just get real thankful right where you are. Now, you might not be thankful for that lack of provision that you're in right now, but you can be thankful in the midst of it. Is that right? Just get real thankful. And notice in John six eleven, Jesus took the loaves because, you see, there was a whole bunch of people there that needed to be fed, and they didn't have any food. They just had a few loaves and a few fish. You know the story. And Jesus took the loaves and when he had what? When he had what? When he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and likewise of the fish as much as they what? As much as they wanted. But you see the thing that is a key ingredient there and Jesus is our Lord, our Master, he's our example and notice he gave thanks and then he distributed to the disciples and then they distributed to the crowd and the crowd there was thousands and thousands of people and they ate as much as they wanted but you can trace it back to just a matter of giving thanks notice in John 11 verse 41 John 11 verse 41 do you think raising somebody from the dead is miraculous i'd say that's about as miraculous as it gets John 11:41 <laughs> remember Lazarus had died and they, and Jesus went to the graveside, he said, remove the stone from the, the door of the sepulcher. And in John eleven forty one, 41, they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I what? I what? I thank you. See, there's that thanksgiving. I thank you that you have heard me. And when he had said these things... He cried with a loud voice, and he said, "Lazarus, come forth, and as you read on, guess what happened. Lazarus came forth, didn't he? But you see, thanksgiving was a key ingredient for the miraculous. So if you're here today and you need something miraculous to take place in your life, I just encourage it, is to give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. Somebody once said, "Pastor, you just don't know all that I don't have." Well, let me give you a hint that I learned a long time ago. Just get thankful for what you do have. Is that right? Yeah, but pastor, I just there's just so many things I don't have. Just get thankful for what you do have. How many of you are able to breathe here this morning without being in pain? Isn't that wonderful? How many of you can think straight this morning? Isn't that wonderful? How many of you have, you know, two feet? You got two feet? Huh? How many of you can see? Can you see? I mean, you know, we overlook this stuff many times. Let's just get thankful for what we do have. How many of you came this morning in a car or or some kind of a motor vehicle? Let me see your hand now. How many of you came and said, well, you didn't have to walk, did you? You know, there's a lot of people who couldn't get to church this morning in the United States because they didn't have a ride. huh? See, so there's always something we can be thankful for, no matter how bad things may be. Let's don't consider the bad. Let's look at the good and just get thankful for what good we have. Now, let's look at this next area. We talked about giving thanks in, in the area of the miraculous. But you know what? Giving thanks is also a requirement for getting loosed. Has anybody ever need to get loosed from something beside me? Has the devil ever bound you in an area and you needed to get loosed? Have you ever done something dumb in your life and you got yourself into a predicament and you needed to get loosed? Anybody besides me? Well, let me encourage you this morning that no matter how you're bound, no matter what area you're bound in in your life, there's a way to get loosed and the way to get loosed is to be a person Of thanks and give thanks. Notice in Jonah chapter 2, verse 9. Jonah, that's in the Old Testament, Jonah chapter 2, verse 9. Many of you will know the story how Jonah, that God spoke to Jonah and told him to go to a certain area and preach, you know, and Jonah didn't want to go there. He, for various reasons and things, he went the other way. He disobeyed God. Has anybody in here ever disobeyed God besides me? Huh? Has God ever told you to do something and you did just the opposite? Huh? Well, I have learned this, that if you don't obey God, in the process of time, you'll wind up in the belly of the fish, so to speak. And isn't that where Jonah wound up? He wound up in the belly of the fish, didn't he? He was on that ship going opposite the will of God, and things got rough, and as the story goes, they threw him overboard, and God prepared that fish, Remember, probably a big whale, you know, and that fish swallowed up Jonah, and Jonah's down in the belly of the fish. Now, that's, that's being bound. Wouldn't you say that's being bound? Huh? That's, that's being bound. In the belly of the fish, down at the bottom of the ocean, that's being bound. You need to get loose, don't you? How many glad you're not in the belly of a fish at the bottom of the ocean this morning? Anybody glad for that? Well, Jonah, that's where he was, and he needed some help. And, you know, he started to pray. The Bible said after he had been in the belly of the fish three days and three nights, he started to pray. I jokingly say that I'd like to believe that I would have started praying upon mouth entry of the fish, you know. But he was a stubborn person, evidently, or, he, you know, whatever you could say about him, but he's in the belly of the fish. And he realized he's, you know, out of the will of God. And he needs to be loosed. And so in Jonah 2, verse 9... You know, he says, he's praying to God, and he says, but I will sacrifice to you. I will sacrifice to you with the voice of what? With the voice of thanksgiving, I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. And did Jonah get loosed? Yeah, he got loose, didn't he? I wonder what he must have looked like sitting there. You want me to try to describe it to you or you, do you just want to All right, I won't. Because you probably just had breakfast and I don't want to upset your stomach. But what was it? It was the voice of what? The voice of thanksgiving. With the voice of thanksgiving, I will pay what I have vowed. And he got loose, didn't he? Amen. So if you're bound in an area this morning... What do you do? Just get real thankful. You get thankful for it? No, you get thankful in it. Amen? Now, notice if you would, Acts the 16th chapter, Acts the 16th chapter and verse 25. Acts the 16th chapter and verse 25, Paul and Silas had been put in prison. Now, they were put in prison for doing something good. They had cast a demon out of a fortune teller and got her set free from the power of the devil. How many of you think that that would be a good thing to do, to get somebody free from the power of the devil? And that's what Paul had done. And you know what? He wound up in prison. And he wasn't just in the the regular prison. He was back in the place that was the worst part of the prison. And he was bound, you know. Him and Silas with chains, they had him chained up. And, you know, it'd be one thing if you went to jail for stealing or something like that. He went to jail for doing something good. And he's in jail nonetheless. And he needs to be loosed. He needs to be set free. And notice here in Acts 16.25 at the at midnight, Paul and Silas, what were they doing at midnight? They What were they doing? They were praying... Praying and singing hymns to God. Do you see a a connotation of thanksgiving in there? So So they're chained up in the innermost part of the prison at midnight, and they're not grumbling and complaining, are they? No. What are they doing? They're praying and singing hymns to God. My goodness. Think about that. How many of us have never been even close to a situation like what they're in? Yet they're in this horrible situation and they're praying and singing hymns to God. I don't know that's an encouragement to me, that if they can do that in in such a tough situation, how, how much more should I be able to do it in a situation that doesn't even come close to that? And nonetheless, they prayed, they sang hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. You need to realize that there's people listening to us. You understand that? There's people watching us and people listening to us that we don't even have any idea that they're watching and listening. But what are they going to hear? Are they going to hear us crabbing, grumbling and complaining in the midst of something? No, let's don't let them hear that. Let's let them hear us praying and singing hymns to God. Can you say amen to that? And that's what Paul and Silas were doing and the prisoners were listening to them and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were what? Were loosed. Isn't that wonderful? So if you feel like The devil's got you chained here this morning. What do you do? You just start thanking God. You just start praising God. You just start praying and singing hymns of praise and thanksgiving to God. And I'm telling you, the power of God will suddenly rise up in your life and bring a great, great deliverance to you. Amen? Now notice Luke, the 17th chapter. Once you get loosed, you want to stay loosed. I said, once you get loosed, you want to stay loosed. Now, I've watched again and again and again and again people over these years. They'll get in into a predicament, whatever it might be, and they'll begin to thank God and praise God, and the power of God will come and set them free. And you know what? They'll forget God. You know that's sad, isn't it? but I've watched myriads of people do this. They get in a predicament. They get bound by the devil. And then they begin to praise God and seek God and God in His great mercy and and love and compassion. He'll come and He'll help them and set them free. And no more than they get set free, it seems like they forget God. I tell you what, you don't only want to get loosed, but you want to stay loosed. You see, thanksgiving and giving thanks is a key ingredient to getting loosed but it's also a key ingredient to staying loosed and staying free. Notice in Luke 17, verse 11, Luke 17, verse 11, there were 10 lepers. You remember there were 10 lepers, remember that? And notice now it happened, Luke 17, 11, it happened as, as Jesus went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Well, it looks like they're asking for mercy, doesn't it? And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was, as they went, they were what? They were cleansed. See, that was a custom back then when you're you're cleansed of leprosy. You had to go show yourself to the priest. And and so as they went, they were cleansed. That's something to be excited about, isn't it? And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice and glorified God and fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him what? What did he give him? He gave him thanks, didn't he? And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? That's sobering, isn't it? Think about it. only one out of ten returned to give thanks. Only one out of ten returned to give thanks. Oh, well, God doesn't really care about that. Bet me. Not that I'm a betting man. Probably shouldn't say that when I'm preaching, huh? God is concerned. He does look for that, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Doesn't he? Where Jesus, you know, he's looking at, he says, where's the, where's the? Where's the nine? Were there not, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God, but this foreigner? Think about that. Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine?" Isn't that something? Does, it, does that does that hit you like it hits me? I, you know, think about leprosy. Do you know what leprosy is? Your skin's rotting off. Think about having a disease where your skin is rotting off, your nose is rotting off, your eyes are rotting out of the sockets. Think about that. It's gross, but that's what the lepers. You know what lepers are, don't you? Big sores all over their body, their bodies rotting away. And they come and they ask for mercy and God in his great mercy heals them. And think about that. Nine of them just go on their way. And there's only one of them that returned to give thanks. And that was important to Jesus because he said, Where there are not ten cleansed, where are the nine? God is looking for us to be thankful. He's looking for us to give thanks. But nine of these guys just went their way and didn't think it was important to return and give glory to God. And in verse 19, Jesus said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And what I would like to say about this right here is is I'm of the belief, I personally believe that these other nine lepers that were cleansed did not maintain their healing. Now, now, I cannot prove that to you, but I'm just saying that's my belief. I believe nine of them did not maintain their cleansing. Friends, listen. Being thankful... I learned this a long time ago. Be thankful for anything God does for you. And be thankful for anything anybody does for you. I, I, there, there's, there's people... From years ago, my, my father passed away when I was seven years old and, and the Lord had different men along the way that came into my life that, that was like a father to me and I could name them all off to you and, and, and over all these years I've always been thankful for anything those guys have ever done for me anybody any time that anybody has ever done anything for me I don't forget it and I always do the best I can to make it a point from time to time to go to people and tell them Thanks for what you did for me. I learned a long time ago that this is a key ingredient. If you want to walk with God, you're going to need to be thankful for anything God does for you. And you need to be thankful for anything that anybody does for you. Just be thankful and I tell you, things will go better for you. Hear me? So you've got to be thankful to get loosed. But I believe you need to remain thankful to stay loosed. You understand that? And I just want to conclude by just giving you a few things here. Let's look these up real quick. 1 Corinthians 15:57. 1 Corinthians 15:57. Some things to give thanks to God for. You might say, "Well, pastor, I just don't have anything to be thankful for." Well, we said a while ago if you're breathing, you got you ought to be thankful you got air in your lungs. <laughs> but let's notice a few things that the Bible tells us to be thankful for. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the what? The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? We've got the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to thank Him that we've got the victory. Amen? We've got the victory. Yeah, but it don't look like I've got the victory. We don't walk by sight. We walk by what? Faith. So we've got the Word of God, we've got faith in the Word of God, so we've got victory. And the Bible says, thanks be to God. So let's be thankful to God for the victory we have through our Lord Jesus Christ. If Jesus is your Lord, you're going to miss hell and make heaven. That's something to be thankful for, isn't it? I mean, that's something. If any of us could get just, just a slight glimpse of hell, I tell you what, we'd all be dancing in the streets thankful that we don't have to go there. You understand that? I mean hilariously, dancing probably all the way down to Walmart and Fenton, thankful that we don't have to go to hell. People on the highway think we're crazy. But we wouldn't care because we know we don't have to go to that place of to torment. Is, is that right? We have Jesus Christ. Not only do we uh, have the uh, escape from hell, but we got the life of God, don't we? We don't have to be sick, do we? We ought to be excited about that. Is that right? Isn't he our provider? We ought to be excited about that. Is that right? And then notice 2 Corinthians 2.14. 2 Corinthians 2.14. I'm going to read this in the King James Version. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be unto God. Now why are we giving thanks unto God in this verse? Which all... Real loud say always. Always. Say it again. Always Always causes us to what? Triumph. Triumph in Christ. Yeah, but pastor, it doesn't look like I'm triumphing. Well, we walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible says we triumph in Christ. Let's be thankful for it. Amen? Say, I triumph in Christ. Amen. And then finally, 2 Corinthians 9.15. Back to the New King James. 2 Corinthians 9.15. Something else to be thankful for. Thanks be to God for His... For his what indescribable gift? Who is what's his name? Jesus. You know, at this time of the year, we think back on the pilgrims that came over, and I'm so glad they did. How about you? And I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful that they took that stand and they sailed across, you know, and and uh, came over in the what's the name of the ship? In the Mayflower. Now, does anybody know Columbus's ships? Okay, but Thanksgiving time, we're talking about the Mayflower, is that right? And they came over. Is it? You didn't know you was going to get a history lesson. I'm a math major, but I did have a lot of history, so I could talk about that for a while as well. But it's the Mayflower, and they came over, didn't they? And, and, they, and they gave thanks, didn't they? And that's where we get Thanksgiving from, isn't that right? And we think about back on the pilgrims, all that's good, and wonderful. And I'm thankful for everything they did. And we ought to think about them this time of the year and be thankful and all that and so on. But you know what? I, we ought to be more thankful to God that he sent Jesus. Is that right? Can we be thankful for both? Amen. Glory to God. So let's give thanks. Now the final thing I want to tell you before, before we're done here today is in Hebrews 13:15. Hebrews 13:15. Let's turn there. And we mentioned this earlier. Remember in the book of Jonah, the Bible said that. he. Well, let me just, while you're turning to Hebrews 13, 15, let me just get it here. Jonah said, with the voice of thanksgiving, uh, oh, he says, but I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. Real loud, say sacrifice. Now look here at Hebrews 13, 15. Therefore, by him let us continually offer the what? The sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving what? Giving thanks to His name. Now let me ask you this. When jo- when Jonah was in the belly of the fish at the bottom of the ocean, do you think he felt like giving thanks? Probably not. Have you ever been in a situation where you didn't feel like giving thanks? You felt like going to bed and pulling the covers over your head. Any- anybody besides me? But you see... Thanksgiving many times is a sacrifice because we're in a tough spot. We're in a tight situation. We don't feel like giving thanks, but the Bible says in everything, give thanks. So we're going to obey God. So we rise ourselves up and we open our mouth and we begin to notice what the Bible says. That is the fruit of our lips giving what? Thanks to his name. You just do it as a sacrifice. You don't feel like it, but you just do it as a sacrifice unto Him. So let's stand, if you would. Stand, please. And uh, we're going to close the service just by just a few moments, just as a congregation giving thanks to His name. Then we'll be dismissed. But before we do that, if you're here today, and I don't need the altar music today, thank you. But if you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, Be sure you do that before you leave here today, okay? Be sure you do that, amen? Be sure you do that before you leave here today. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you've never repented of your sins and asked Jesus into your heart, be sure you do that before you leave here today. You can do that by, once we dismiss, walking forward here and talking to one of these nice people up here, and they'll be glad to talk to you about making Jesus the Lord of your life and how to do that, amen? Praise God. Well, let's just close with an act of our faith today and let's just raise our voice right where you are. Let's raise our voice and let's just give thanks to God for all that He has done for us, for sending Jesus, uh, uh, for Him dying on the cross and being raised from the dead, for providing God's goodness to us and provision. Go ahead, just lift your voice right where you are. Just lift your voice. Lord, we thank You so much for Your goodness. We thank You for Your mercy. We thank you for your indescribable gift of the Lord Jesus that you sent him to die for us in our place so that we don't have to go to hell. We're just so grateful. We're so thankful that you have sent your goodness and your mercy through Jesus. We're just so grateful that you sent your word, that you sent your word and you healed us and delivered us from all, all destruction. We're just so grateful. We're just so thankful, Lord. We're thankful for your healing power, that we're healed, that we're not the sick looking to get healed, but we're the healed of God, and sickness cannot dwell in our bodies. We're just so grateful, we're just so thankful for your healing power. We're just so thankful and so grateful for your healing power. We're just so thankful. Lord, we're so grateful and thankful thankful that you're a provider that one of your names is jehovah jireh the lord our provider and that you provide all of our needs all according to your riches and glory by christ jesus and that all the needs of these people are met not only met but abundantly met that everyone seeking a job has a job and you provide the job and the job is provided we're just so grateful and we're just so thankful that all their needs are met not only met but abundantly met. All the needs of the church are met, not only met, but abundantly met. Lord, we're just so grateful. I thank you for all of these wonderful people that are here, that love you and that come and honor you on the first day of the week. And as they've honored you and have come to give thanks to you, we just ask that your blessing would rest mightily upon them this week as they go their way and as they spend time with their families, that your peace that passes all understanding would be upon them and that they'd have a a greater thanksgiving this year than they've ever had, that things with family would be richer than they've ever been. And that, and, that, and that times of refreshing would come. And we're just so grateful and we're just so thankful for all that you've done for us and that all you continue to do for us. And we're just thankful for who you are, Lord God, that, you, that, that you're the most high and there is no other. And we just give you honor and praise and glory. We thank you for being in our services. We thank you for your presence here today. And as we go our ways, we came with thanksgiving in our hearts and as we go our ways today, we, we go with thanksgiving in our hearts and in our lips. Say, thanks be to God, be to God. who always, always causes me to triumph, me to triumph. In, Christ Jesus. in Christ Jesus. Well, greet three or four people, love on them, and you're dismissed. Happy Thanksgiving. Don't forget about the Wednesday Thanksgiving communion service this Wednesday at 7. God bless you.